This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We got a fun show set up for you today. Athena from AEW and Ring of Honor is already here. We will talk with her in about 20 minutes. She's in the TSN room. Don't worry. She's here, Mike. And right now, I want to talk about the Cowboys, if that's okay with you. That's usually a They have an important game. They do. They do have an important game. I would be inclined to agree with that. Is are there any Bills players that you fear and where do the Cowboys hold an advantage? I feel like over the next two weeks, this will be a lot easier, like it was last week with the Eagles, than the prior month when you're scrambling to try to be like, I mean, maybe this guy, I guess, if you have to, but when you look at the Bills roster, where do you point to players that you're like that person and that person? Got a couple of – go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I'll start and you All can right. finish. All right. Josh Allen. That's a good one. Worried about him. Yeah. He, you go ahead, Corey. I know that was very obvious. He's but. pretty good. I Can we talk a little bit more about Josh Allen For then? sure. Okay. I'm a little f- afraid of Josh Allen running the ball. Like, I, I realize his passing numbers are really impressive, except for that one that we'll talk about in a second, but – He seems tailor-made to be the type of person that when we crash in from the outsides, that he would zip right up the middle and really hurt the Cowboys. Or lower his shoulder and put it into somebody because he doesn't care about his body. To your point, if he has a couple of big runs early, and I think of, I know, I can't believe they still won this game. I think of Dobbs. He had a couple of big runs early in the game, and it just makes you, as a pass rusher, I think a little bit hesitant to get out of your lanes. You almost want to make kind of a bowl and be like, just keep them in the bowl. And then if you give Josh Allen time without pressure, he can then pick you apart. So to your point is I hope he doesn't have any in that first drive they score and he has like a 20-yard scramble and a 15-yard scramble on the drive because then I think that – your defense has to start going, how much do we get out of our lanes? How much do we push up giving yeah. him lanes to yeah. run? And then that takes your pass rush uh, down a little bit. Now, Dak and Josh Allen, they're the top two in touchdown passes with Dak at 29, Josh Allen at 26. And then this was impressive to me. Since the start of 2021, Josh Allen is second in the league in touchdown passes and Dak is third. Behind only Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah. I mean, that seems that seems kind of right in the, that area that he should be. But that and that that's really impressive. On the flip side, well, one more thing: he does dominate NFC competition, nineteen and six against the NFC. But also, he's thrown an interception in nine straight games. So I feel like this is a game where you need to turn the ball over at least one time. I agree. The, the Cowboys, Kevin, are in the 
they're in the top three defensive rankings through 14 weeks. I think that's right. Bills are kind of in the 14 area, but okay. they've, they've only given up 27 touchdowns. Cowboys have given up 28. So like that's the their defense has been pretty good, uh, even though they give up lots of yards. They've been pretty good at keeping people out of the end zone for the most part. And like the best defense, Kevin, Ravens, they've given up 19 touchdowns. So that's that makes sense to me. I would imagine Cleveland cans. would be pretty high up in there. I know Browns have given up 33. Uh, so, but that's a different thing. All right. So when it comes to players to fear, though, it's all on their offensive side. I, I think their defense, I think they can. In this, your face, Ed Oliver. I really, I hey, you know how I feel about yeah. Ed Oliver too. I think their defense ha, is has been better in the past, but it's still very good. I heard McCarthy say, "Look, this could be a sixty uh, plus minutes game. You know, this is going to be. It's not going to be something where it's just an easy one. You have to go in right. that mindset. You can't just go in and be like, hey, we just turned them off.'" Because they do come back. They do try. They keep playing. They keep playing this game, and they have to right now. So this is a desperate team also. But you look at their offensive side, Dalton Kincaid is everything that we heard he was out of college. He has turned into the tight end you expected. Plus, they have Dawson Knox, and they're like, hey, we're going to keep throwing to that guy too now that he's out of or he's off of his injury. James Cook is very good on multiple levels, whether it's going to be running in between tackles, outside of tackles, or uh, these swing passes, wheels up the up the sideline, he can catch. He's a really good receiver out of the backfield. And if they want to get physical near the goal line, they'll go with Latavius Murray and they'll run it on you. And that's something that I would be aware of. Stefan Diggs, yeah, you're going to have to deal with him. But for some reason, in the last month or so, he's been not used in big-time third-down situations. And I don't know what's going on there. So, and then Gabe Davis is a, is he's a speed big guy that can be a big threat, and so I think their offense has plenty of things to be concerned with. Yeah, I I agree with all this. I'm kind of changing the subject, and you say I don't want to talk about this right now. I'll be honest, Kevin, say I don't want to talk about this right okay. now. Is I feel like you're bringing up players, and I agree with all of these players. We're bringing up all of their solid good players that can hurt you is I wonder this with the Cowboys, and I don't think this. I think they have great leadership this year. We obviously saw the Arizona debacle. Is Do you think after losing to Philadelphia, there was this buildup, and I know they weren't looking forward to the Philadelphia game immediately, but they knew what they had to do, and they accomplished the goal. And they got to that Philadelphia game, and they super accomplished the goal. I'm hoping that there's not a kind of – it's human nature – you had a six-week stretch where you had to do something pretty special after that Philadelphia loss, and they did it, is that the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon don't go out there and we don't see the best Cowboys team because, in a way, human nature, they almost took like a sigh of relief, a breath on like, we accomplished what we needed to accomplish. I know that they know there's more, but we see human nature play out in a lot of these situations, and I'm just hoping that the Cowboys – don't feel like they can take a deep breath because they did accomplish the goal of going undefeated, getting to the Philadelphia game and having to beat them to have a chance to win the division. And then all of a sudden going, we did it. We're tied. We got a chance. And then they're like, crap, Buffalo just beat us. I think there are, I think that's a great point that you bring up. I can't rule out that possibility. Anybody who says they can, they're they're lying. They don't know that. Like, Mike McCarthy can stand up there and be like, we're not going to do this and that. Yeah. You don't know that. And you don't know, right? Yes. I asked, um, agreed. Agreed. I asked Kyle agreed. Yeomans, 
the Friday before the Arizona game, have you seen any type of situation because they're playing one of the crappiest teams in the NFL? Like sometimes yes. guys don't have the best practices leading up to that week. And he said, I have seen nothing of that sort. They look ready to kill the the uh, Cardinals. And that is obviously not what happened. Or There's, the Diamondbacks. There, I mean, either way, <laughs> we got that job done. Is There are three specific reasons that I think that won't happen, though. Okay, and you good. might listen to this and be like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Is First of all, you're four weeks away from potentially getting a week off. That's a live thing that could absolutely happen. Now, I, I, that doesn't mean you're better than San Francisco. Obviously, you need San Francisco and Philly to still lose. But you can look at this four-game stretch and say, gentlemen, we can get a week off and a free playoff advancement. I know what Wade Phillips would call that. Then there's the other two things. A win. Is I understand it's about the team. I'm not disputing this is about the team. I'm not saying these two specific players are disputing it's about the team. But Micah Parsons, who we'll talk more about later, he has an opportunity to win Defensive Player of the Year, and he's been second the last two years. I don't think he's going to take his foot off the gas. Dak Prescott has not been in the MVP conversation since his rookie year in 2016. He's not only in the conversation, he's at the front of the conversation. I don't think he's going to take his foot off the gas. I'm not saying that they only care about their individuals, but that helps to know that, hey, not only could you go 14-3, and three, not only could you get a bye, you could win the MVP on your path. So those are my three reasons of other goals that I, I like don't it. think will have them let up. Do you think that that's a discussion, or do you think that their discussion is more along the lines of this week, Buffalo, and stay in that mindset? I think that is from the staff. I think this is just, and Mike, you can tell me if you don't think it works like this. I think there are a group of players who are like, there's no effing way we're going to let Dak down. Or there's no effing way we're going to let Mike down. I, 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 Micah, I agree. Oh, are you talking about me? Yeah, yes. We'll never like, let man, you down. Man, I've become a very motivating factor in the Cowboys locker room. But I think you're right. I don't think Mike McCarthy's standing up there right now and being like, hey, we want to get a bye. Because that would be foolish because Buffalo is a good team. Yeah. But I think there are sections in the locker room, just because of human nature, that are like, hey, let's effing do this for him. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that, I, and I can see that, and finding something each week to play for is important, right? Like, just finding something to something to add to your edge. Like, you you can get bored. You can get bored throughout the process of things a lot of times. Some, some people, that's what Jason Garrett always wanted was love the process because that's the most important part. Sometimes you have to add something into that bucket whenever you're whenever you're going along, and maybe that could be, hey, let's do this for him. Let's do this. Jerome Bettis gets a Super Bowl. Because Jerome Bettis was about to retire, right? Right. And that team was like, we're doing it for Jerome Bettis. And so maybe there is something along the way that they can add to this bucket. But I think I think all these guys are really, really focused on this week and what they have in front of them. Okay, well, let's, let's focus on specifically this week. And we talked about, because I think you're spot on, Corey, is James Cook and Stefan Diggs were the ones who immediately jumped to mind. But I feel like we're all on the same pages. There are a variety of Bill's offensive weapons. They're not a one they're not no. a one man show no. or just a one weapon show. Agreed, agreed. I think you can look on the other side and take a look at Ed Oliver, who obviously you are very familiar with going back to college. Is there is one thing that you brought up yesterday, Mike, that I decided to look a little bit more into and see if I could get the numbers. Cowboys lead the league in scoring, 32.3 points per game. I feel like we all knew that. But take a look at this, and this is an advantage that the Cowboys have. In their first five games, they were horrendous in the red zone. 
scored touchdowns of seven of 19 red zone trips, 36%. Awful, awful, awful. Since then, 25 of 38, 66%. Their efficiency in the red zone, not to get to the red zone, that's all fine and well. Any A lot of people can get to the red zone. Can you score a touchdown when you are in the red zone? And think about this for the Cowboys. They have been to the red zone twice as many times in these last eight weeks that they were in the first five weeks. Yet they have the same amount, essentially, of non-touchdown drives. Okay. That's wild. They had 12 non-touchdown red zone drives in the first five weeks. In these ensuing part of the schedule, 13, despite getting to the red zone way more often. So the key for the Cowboys is they get to the red zone and they score touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely need to. But, Kevin, whenever you can score from the 60, when you can get your three points, why would you want to score <laughs> in the red See, zone? See, okay, I thought you were going to say a deep pass because it's more points. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't mean to be glib about that, but, yeah, that's great. And I appreciate Brandon Aubrey. I want. Well, I don't want to see him how, except for kicking I'm, extra points. I'm bringing that up with a purpose. Can I ask you something real quick Yeah. with Brandon Aubrey? Doesn't it look weird when a guy's trying a field goal from midfield? It like does. When it, when it, yeah, when yes. it happened two times, you're like, this looks so weird that somebody at yes. the 50-yard line you, is kicking a field if goal. If you ever get the chance. We're not used to it. We're not used to yeah, that. Yeah, if you ever get the chance to take the tour, go stand on the star. It's far and away. And look at where those uprights <laughs> are and think about kicking the ball Those uprights there. get very narrow. Yes, uh, the they fr- do. Even though the reality is they're the same. Um, but Bobby was had mentioned this the other day, and and I'm kind of curious how y'all think about this. He said, "I wish that Brandon Aubrey wasn't so good because Mike McCarthy's play calling becomes more conservative uh, because he feels like I can get this." And I think Mike McCarthy's play calling becomes conservative whenever he feels like he has a feel of the game flow that they're in they're in control of the game. They knew they were in control of that game against Philadelphia. His defense was on fire. So I think that he had like he was like we're gonna be fine. We can kick field goals instead of pushing and going for touchdowns. And he he pointed out a couple plays where it was like you gained seven yards when you were you know in a first and twenty, and you right. probably should have been going for more. Do y'all feel that way that he does that? Or the that- re- the reason I don't is he goes for it so many times on fourth, fourth down, down with yeah. three points in his pocket. So if he was conservative on fourth and three from the twenty three yard line. You would just kick the – if you're a conservative coach, and I don't mind these guys. I'm still, I guess, old school in this way. There's a lot of times, and I know that you guys are more go for it a lot. And I totally yeah, get yeah. it. That's what coaches usually do. Mike McCarthy, at what point this year – To I understand Bobby makes his points. I'm going to make my point. At what point are we watching fourth and short – and the Cowboys don't go for it. They I, go for it every time in field goal range. And more often than not, they have done what I feel like we've talked about for a while is they look at four at third and four as a multi-down situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll plan out a play where it's like, hey, we need to get some yards here. If we don't get all the yards, that's okay because we're going for it on fourth down, which I appreciate very much. Uh, by the way, from the 214, this is the tours manager at the Star. I'll be happy to let you all on a tour anytime and let you stand on the Star, Kevin. Yeah, and just imagine having to kick the ball straight <laughs> over humans and then all the way down that way. Real humans. Real Do you, humans. Do you feel that he's conser- a conservative coach? I don't feel think I do I understand that line of logic at times it's weird when he's like I'll be conservative here 
Right. But it, it, and you know what? That's his. That's why he's the head coach. He gets to choose when. He gets to choose when to push the uh, the pedal down and when to take it off. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, former NXT champion, current Ring of Honor champion, Garland native Athena joins us live in studio to talk about final battle tomorrow. We'll do it next right here on the fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Fancy masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Former NXT champion, current Ring of Honor champion, and of course, the most important part of it, Garland native. It is Athena jumping in the studio with us. We're talking about final battle tomorrow at the Curtis Caldwell Center. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Can't complain. Yeah, I appreciate you jumping in, and mostly I appreciate you allowing me to beat you down with Garland discussions immediately. Beat me down. No, 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 no. Just because you went to North Garland High School doesn't mean anything. So. Sure, that is fair. I felt bad because I didn't actually tell her my name. I just said, hey, I'm also from Garland instead of being like, hello, like yeah. a normal human. My name is Kevin. Yeah. yeah. That was a little awkward. It, it for happens. Me. It okay. happens. Look, you've been the Ring of Honor champion for a year. It's okay if people get a little bit intimidated. That's fine. I I expect that. I am a minion overlord, actually. So, you know, we can get you all set up at MIT, get you a minion number. So get you ready to worship your fallen goddess. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I so, like it. Athena, I have this question. I used to play baseball and this is going to sound a little bit weird but mm-hmm. follow me here mm-hmm. the day that i was pitching you would pitch every fifth day as a starting pitcher i would pee a lot before the game like i had to go oh to the restroom God. a lot like the adrenaline would happen Sorry having to that. like get ready i'm wondering before a match mm-hmm. how much adrenaline and nervous energy do you have before you step through? That is uh, the not curtains? where I thought this question was going. I, I have to talk about what you cannot my body preface like, it. I don't know. She's I know. about to be like, hey guys, I gotta go. Check hey out guys, Final Battle um, at Colwell tomorrow. Yeah. No, um, the adrenaline definitely rushes through. Like I think once my entrance music hits, that's where it all stops. There's a moment before I hit that curtain, before I go out to entertain the masses, where I'm just like Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm here again. The nerve set in, the cold chills hit. And then it's like, well, music's hit. All right, it's time to go work. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm a, I was always afraid if it didn't happen, something was wrong with me that night or that day. Like if that, that it, feeling. I think when it doesn't happen, it means you don't care that, that you're burnt yeah. out, right? Which we've all had those days where we're just yeah. like, oh, I'm over it. But. The beauty of my job is that it changes day to day to day to day. There's always something new. There's always something different. There's always a different porcelain hussy to crush every week, and it's amazing. So, yeah, like, once that music hits, I'm ready to go. Like, game face on. To be fair, though, you did kind of face your own level of burnout, did you not? Or did you have a... I don't know what the right feeling is when you bounced before you came to AEW and got involved with Ring of Honor. Did you have that feeling? A little bit, a little bit. I felt like I was going through the same circles, but, you know, 
it's it's hard to explain without going into like super deep detail. But yeah, like we all experience burnout. We all experience uh, a lack of emotion at times when it comes to our jobs. But sometimes you have to leave that circle and go on to the next place. And that's exactly what I did. How, how scary is that? I imagine because you were in an ecosystem, I don't want to speak out of turn, <laughs> is where you probably could have just kept living your life and kept rolling along just fine. How scary is that to be like, I got to take a chance? It was terrifying, you know. But like at the end of the day, I was confident in me. Like the change in environment was different. Like and that I think was the scariest part, if that makes sense. Like the switch over was like, okay, I've left the safety of the bubble. Oh no, I'm outside the box. How do I think? What do I do? But, you know, just having confidence in your ability and having confidence in myself. And I think that was the biggest thing for me is just trying to uplift myself and say, hey, you're worth this. You can do more. You can do what you want to do. And finding this place within Ring of Honor and AEW has been absolutely amazing. And it's made my confidence skyrocket to the point where people think I'm arrogant. It's wild. (laughs) I can't imagine. And for people that are curious, the bubble being WWE at the time. I know you knew that, that, but we have a lot of listeners. Why did well, you do that? we don't have to we pretend. We were all trying to avoid like it. We, okay. <laughs> oh, no. Here she you used, are. She used to be in NXT where she was the champion, and then she was in WWE. <laughs> now she's doing something totally different. Totally different. It's okay. We all know that. We can talk about it. <laughs> do you see people when you're in the ring? Do you, like, do you see the audience? I do. I go on a stage, and I'm just like, I don't see anything. Um, It depends. Like, I don't know. Like, normally signs catch my eye very quickly. Like, I remember wrestling Mercedes Martinez. Um, I believe last month for my championship and there was a sign that had glitter and rhinestones and it said Mercedes Martinez and I go hmm, I'm gonna rip that up. <laughs> <laughs> so yes I see people like normally if they have a sign I'm more drawn to that because I'm like oh what do you have you know as a wrestling fan too I've made my fair share of like wrestling signs and mine were way worse than the ones I see out here it was just black sharpie on poster board like yay (laughs) I did it you know so coming back and like seeing the signs seeing people like I always try to find that little kid to mess with that's that's my favorite like because I would have loved that as a kid just be like boo I hate you so much give me a high five no I hate you boo (laughs) or if they come over and tell you to shut up I would be so happy I love yelling at grown men it is the funniest thing to me like they're always like like, we hate you and I'm like you paid to see me ah you're here (laughs) so it's 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 funny because they get so mad because they don't know how to react to that they're like "Ah." Yeah, I did pay to come see him. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to your career, I, it says that you liked video games and wrestling as a kid, and you got bullied a little bit for that. Is that I got is that correct? A lot. Um, I was. I'm five two. We're gonna say five two. It's mm-hmm. five one and a half. Yep. But um, when Thanks, I Lori. was in middle school, I was pint size. And I didn't grow till I got out of high school. So I ended up in lockers. Like, I liked comic books. I loved Batman comic books. I loved video games. And, like, that was the only thing. I was like, I do my schoolwork before I even got home just so I could play the video game and this. And so one day, comic books fell out of my bag. And 
that became a whole, oh, you're a nerd. And I was like, no, Batman's cool. And because I was a woman or a girl at the time, like that wasn't cool for girls. It was makeup, high heels, and right. Barbie dolls, volleyball, basketball. That was it. Right. <laughs> you know, and I didn't like any of that stuff. So because I was different, I got thrown in those little half lockers all the time. And there was this awesome- By friend, girls. By girls, by <sighs> girls. Yes, who were way bigger than me. Once again, I was pint size. I think I was like- maybe 310 like oh i was gosh. tiny wow. in middle school to the point now i went back and i was like how are you all six foot <laughs> how did this happen i wouldn't have survived now i wouldn't have but you know i got thrown lockers and a buddy of mine uh who we're still friends to this very day she was a massive wrestling fan and she introduced me to wwf at the time and i was like yo this is the coolest thing ever and like hurricane was there so he was a living comic book character and just all the characters i just was so drawn to that that we made out this game plan in like seventh grade that like we're gonna be pro wrestlers this is gonna be us we're gonna be a tag team we're gonna be this and then like as life happened i was like i'm gonna be a wrestler i'm gonna be the champion i'm this because like we parted ways yeah. yeah and it was just one of those things that i just jumped in head first as soon as i could and voila Forever R.H. champ. It's amazing. <laughs> and she's been that champion, Mike, for a year. A little bit more than a year, right? A year and a couple of days, I think. Because And you won it in Texas, mm-hmm. in Arlington, where they just had Dynamite last night. Absolutely. Is I mean, like I, obviously you would care about Texas anyway, but how special is it to win the title in Texas and now defend the title in the main event of the show tomorrow night at the Caldwell Center in it's, Garland. It's been a wild ride for sure. Um, I go past the year that I've been just dominating the competition, going from winning the title in front of the hometown, in front of my parents, which meant the world to me because they've been on this wild ride. That was the first phone call when I decided to make the jump from WWE that I was like, hey. And it was this moment of uncertainty, but to say, hey, I made the right decision for myself and I got to do that in front of my friends and family, that meant the world to me. And then to come back to Garland, here we are again, we're coming, Mm -hmm. um, out of the building that I graduated out of. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's it's wild. It's so weird because in Arlington, I actually went to UTA and I left UTA to pursue pro wrestling. So that was one of those, well, this is weird. I lived across the street. That's the, my dorm room right there on the corner. huh? You know, and then to come back to Garland where it was just like, wow, like I have fond memories. I have not so fond memories. But to come back to Garland, the place that I graduated from, the place that I was like, I'm an adult now by Garland. And to come back and say, hey, guys, you can be something. You know, you can leave Garland. You can you can do anything that you want. I think that that sets a bigger precedent that follow your dreams and do what you want. Now, people are asking. We all know that the best Garland High School is North Garland High School. Mm. But what mm. high school did you go to? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're just really trying to catch up. If it helps, my son face. didn't go there. You're he went to Garland. You're one person from North Garland. It's you. You're the yeah. only person I, I've ever actually, met from North Garland. That is accurate. <laughs> um, I, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, normally it's the South Garland. Won. Normally South Garland. I went to uh, Lakeview Centennial. That was our big rival was South Garland High School. Like, just, just – we wanted to be good at sports and other than our basketball team like we just tried our best 
That means they weren't good. And about seven years before you were there, you uh-huh. had Derek Dockery on the football team. He was like seven feet tall. He was a giant. I think he ended up playing for Washington, Kevin. But I'll look that, into yeah. that. I don't know yeah. what to do with that information. I remember seeing him. I was at there, there one night with my friend, and I was like, that dude is giant. He's going to be in the NFL. So how many tickets do you possibly have to get when you come back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area for family and friends? Um, Actually, I was the bad guy this year, and I said buy your own tickets because you deserve to pay to see me mm-hmm. okay of course no uh normally it's just my friends my family uh my husband um that's that's pretty much it but like normally i limit it because you should pay to come see me because yeah. i'm that damn good <laughs> you say you threw me in the locker i'm not giving you a ticket exactly. oh my gosh i would so give the bullies a ticket and be like <laughs> yes no, ain't nobody here to see you they're here to see me bring them up into the ring and then just let them have it. it it's wild i would love to do that just to throw billy starts into them be like hey hey you remember when you did this to me no or just throw a body into them just okay. for fun and mike i wanted to throw this out there i think you will be fascinated by this is Athena said she graduated at the Caldwell Center is your main eventing tomorrow night final battle at the Curtis Caldwell Center against Billy Starks who just turned 19 mm-hmm. and graduated high school this year she graduated wow. valedictorian too Oh, wow. that makes what me want you to win. I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry, we just established yeah. that's not an okay thing to do. Yeah, it's no. okay to be valid. Your daughter, yeah, that's right. It's wild because um, if you look at her, she started when she was 14 years old, started doing the independent circuit, which is like kind of unheard of now. Like in the aspect of like, whoa, you started really, really young. I started at 18 when I started wrestling, and I'm a lovely 22. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not 22. I see it. Say that. Oh. Um, but yeah, like, and now she's going and doing full college courses while also traveling full time wrestling. Like that is insane to me because I tried to balance that and I couldn't. And I graduated top 10% of my high school, Mm -hmm. you know, to sit there and say, Hey, I'm the smartest person out of my school. And I am acing made straight A's her first semester of college while being 18 years old, I did not have the attention span for that. Well, I know you said you're 22, but I guess you're 23 or 24. Uh-huh, yeah, we can add but some more years. when <laughs> young women come into the profession, how much do you try to help them? Um, I feel like it's a wild shift for them, right? Because I've been doing this almost 20 years. Uh-huh, that's why I said we're still 22. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, started when you were three or four. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, I'm a legend. Um. You know, when women come into the profession, like, it's a lot, and it can be very overwhelming because there are so many intricate parts to what we do, not just on TV, but the independent circuit of, like, how to act, how to dress, who you can talk to, who you shouldn't talk to. And, like, I try to help as many as I can, like, to the point where I run a wrestling school in town, you know, in Bedford, Texas. So it's wild to me sometimes to see like how talented these girls are at such a young age like you have women like sky blue yeah um not only billy starks uh, like i feel like i'm missing some julia hart like these women who is our tps champion um you have these women that are so young that are dominated because they are so confident in their abilities and it's absolutely amazing to see across the board so it's not even me like helping them it's more me saying hey this is the way. Here's here's the guidelines. Stay between these and do your own thing. But honestly, if I wasn't there, they'd be doing just fine without me. Can you stick around for another segment? I guess. Okay. Appreciate that. I guess. And we're going to get you involved in some of our other shenanigans and nonsense. Coming up next.
How do you feel about re-gifting? Oh, Plus, we'll awesome. talk more about Final Battle with the Ring of Honor World Women's Champion, Athena. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. With her own finishing move, she's looking for the star 10 on the title. Oh, God. And will that be a preview of what we see Friday, December 15th? That was a highlight of no good Athena trying to do nefarious bad guy tactics. I did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. She hit me first. I do she, want to say that. She's in studio with us. <laughs> she will main event final battle tomorrow, Curtis Colwell Center in Garland against Billy Starks. People have been asking. You can go to AEWTix, that's T-I-X.com. If you want to buy tickets, you can watch it on, Tony Khan just announced this, on Honor Club yeah. for Ring of Honor if you pick up their streaming service. So we've got Athena with us. I, I was curious, I know you've been through this before, but what's it like when they come to you and say, you're the main event? Um, so the first time I thought he was joking. <laughs> Um, because it's kind of been unheard of in AEW or ROH that a there was a female pay-per-view. So I was the first ever woman along with Willow Nightingale, who's absolutely amazing. And I love to kick her in the face. So beautiful. <laughs> she just I knew you would like her, Mike. I knew you like, would like her. It's like I love the hill. <laughs> Mary Poppins with like some really cool dance music, and then it's just like uh, I just want to put negativity in her day with my foot. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, like the first time that Tony Khan told us that we're main eventing, I was just like, what? <laughs> what? No, you're not serious, right? And then this time he's like, of course you're going to be the main event champ. And I was like, yay. <laughs> it's weird because I never expect those things to happen and to have a boss that believes in me and believes that I can deliver is really awesome. Now, you just heard Mike, because when I took him to his first wrestling event in forever, it was several years ago, AEW Winter's Coming, mm -hmm. where they had the one-hour title match that went to a draw. <laughs> and he asked me in the middle of it, hey, do matches always go this long? And I said, this is actually pretty rare what you're seeing right now. But he instantly gravitated towards people like MJF at the time. The heel or the bad guy is, I knew he would like you. Not to, I'm sorry. I am not a bad guy. I took Billy Starks under my wing. She turned on me. I gave her a prestigious academy to learn from the absolute best. And you know what she did? In the middle of someone else's graduation ceremony, she threw me into a barricade. She threw the first blow. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just finished it. That's She's it. She's the Skandar Akbar of this. <laughs> well, you know I was trained by Skandar Akbar. Yes. <laughs> That's I why I brought that up. I love Skandar. R.I.P. And I've been watching soul. a lot of WCCW wrestling, getting ready for the Iron Claw movie. Nice. So obviously, Skandar Akbar's in in some of that. Yes, action. he is, and he is featured in that movie okay. as well. I got a chance to see it a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's awesome. It was really cool. I got to go to the world premiere. So Kevin and his sons were there. There were a lot of really cool people out there. Oh. It, it is, like I've said, <laughs> my wife loved it. It made her cry. If you're a hardcore wrestling fan, the timeline might hurt your brain just a little bit. But mm -hmm. other than that, mm -hmm. it's very enjoyable. Do you have do you have a all wrestling Mount Rushmore in your mind? If you I, are I don't because like wrestling is just evolved so much over the time. For me to limit it to four people is not fair. Mm. Because I'm a firm believer you won't have The Rock without Stone Cold. You won't have Andre without Hulk. You know, and there are many, many more like big match feuds that we could talk about. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you can't have one without the other. So, like, you would have, like, 20 
on there if they were mine. But I love the post attitude era. Like that is my Mount Rushmore. There were so many amazing characters and such diversity. It was a little bit raunchy, but it was just really fun across the board. Now you talked about so who were the people you were making the signs for or against back in the day? Um so <laughs> Oh yeah. Against is what I really um, want to know. Yeah. I loved uh Eddie Guerrero and I had a lie cheat steel sign and we never got to go to the show, so my mom would like drive me to the parking lot. So I'd be one of those kids in the parking lot holding oh, the nice. sign and stuff. Um, but it was really cool just to be able to see them walk by. And I was like, whoa, they're so much bigger in real life. And I remember uh, there was a time where dad tried to call into the radio station and get tickets to meet the rock for like a VIP meet and greet that we just we didn't even get the dial tone. <laughs> no, right, right, right. It happens. See um, all the listeners out there. It happens. Sometimes but, you don't even get that. But yeah, I loved Eddie Guerrero. I loved Hurricane. I loved Crash Holly. I loved Stephanie McMahon because I thought it was so cool to have the billion dollar princess. Like there were just too many people at that time. Takamichi Noku. Um, like I, I could really just go on, but that whole like post attitude era, like that was my jam. Right to censor. I can't like can't say enough oh great God, things yeah. about right to censor. The way they censor. pivoted Val Venus is amazing. <laughs> That's right, Corey. We're going. We're going there. We're going. We went so hard. There. <laughs> is, is how much does that influence your interactions with fans? The fact that you were that fan going through that. How does that influence um, you? I try to be like. There are times where like 4 a.m. is a little much for me and I'm very quiet, but like normally to say hello, how are you, give a handshake, like normally for kids, I will stop and do anything for a kid because I remember how important that was to me, uh, just meeting like some of those guys that took like two minutes out of their day to just say, hey kid, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you know, like having having a moment of just like utter like awe of like seeing this larger than life character that was on TV. So I try to take as much time as I can um, without getting mobbed sometimes. Right. But like for the kids, I always stop. I'll always stop to take a photo. Like I don't really sign stuff anymore because of hecklers and them selling stuff online. But like I, I will always take time for a photo and like a two minute conversation. Do you have a move that you wish you would come up with? Um, my actual my yeah. actual finish, I did not create. Uh, a buddy of mine, my old roommate actually created it, yeah. Um, which is wild because a condition of him teaching it to me was for me to say, Gigolo James Johnson created the O-Face, <laughs> formerly known as the Eclipse. So <laughs> that is that is what I always have to say, which he has a wild name. He's actually going to pop because he lives in Irving. Awesome. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully he's listening right now. But yeah, that is the one thing I wish I actually created out of my move set to just be like, hey, I'm that cool. That is awesome. And I know it's been a while, but NXT Brooklyn 3, mm-hmm. that kick out by Asuka on the Eclipse was just heart stopping. <laughs> it was amazing. It, it hurt my soul a little bit. But, you know, out of anyone between Willow Nightingale and Asuka, those are probably my two biggest rivalries out of my entire career. And, like, honestly, me and Asuka still talk. We're bitter frenemies, I guess. Like, right. she'll send me texts about her arcade that she's building in Japan. And I'm, like, just sitting what? here like... Did you just send that Time Crisis 3 to my house? How did you find the full machine with the pedals, girl? So, like, she's she's still a really good friend of mine to this day. We started both on the independent circuit together. But, like, those are the only two people on TV that have kicked out of the O-Face was Willow Nightingale and Asuka. Is that weird, the perception? Because we actually, it's a different level. But we go through that in radio as people leave and go to another station. 
people assume you're now bitter enemies, and that is not always the case I at mean, all. I, th- I think across the board, like, we've all done this grind together. We started from the indies. We found success in different places. Like, we're always happy for each other. You know, like, we're, some of us are friends. Some of us hate each other. But that's just life. You're not going to like everyone you work with. You're not going to love it, your coworkers at times. Sometimes you want to punch them in the face and be like, yes. hey, can I get away with this without going to jail? Yeah. I think that every day I go to work. There are plenty of people in my locker room that I'm like... Oh man! Can I'll I get away? Later. Can I'll... I get away with this? <laughs> so we know you're really busy. When it comes holiday season, do you have to just say, "Hey, here's an autograph photo of me"? This is all I have time. For. Um, that's what Mike would do. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's bad because my uncle, uh, who lives in Henderson, Texas, he's had one of my very original eight by tens in his barber shop. And my mom this year was like, could you just please get him a new autograph photo? Because it's like torn up and dusty from all all the dirt that comes through because it's East Texas. There's nothing around. So that is his Christmas present this year. Um, But normally I try to just shop early. So I start Christmas in September. I was done before Thanksgiving. Wow. Smart. Mm-hmm. So don't smart. change your mind about what you want. It's yeah, already locked. It's already, locked it's already You sound like you're, you're really scheduled. You're really successful and you're also really scheduled because usually it gets to be December 23rd and I'm like, oh, crap. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's like a few people, not like for maybe the closest people, but it's like, you remember we're going to aunt whoever's house and you're just like, oh, we are. Is there a gift exchange <laughs> at this one? <laughs> I got to go get some so, cashews. You would, you would like this. So normally like we schedule out the lists um, and normally before Black Friday, like right before Black Friday hits, normally like September, October is where the best deals are every single year. And I buy electronics, so I can tell you guys this, right? Okay. Post-Labor Day and that Halloween, that is that is the time to buy gifts. So I get like all my pre-orders, all my custom orders and stuff done, so it's in the house by November. Um, anyone that was not on that list, y'all get a magical Amazon gift card. There you go. <laughs> and yeah. so I buy them in bulk because whatever I don't use, I just load onto my account. And right. so when we go to the party where they're like, oh my God, I got you that. And you're like, girl, I got you $25 <laughs> in Amazon. <laughs> so Mike, like, that's you it. just changed your life right there. Yeah. So you pre-order for your loved ones, your close ones, and then you gift card it. Yeah. You know, you just have a There's spare. There's been plenty you have- of times we yes. stopped by a grocery store on the way to a, to a party and, and got the gift card. You, you get them, but here's the beautiful part about it, right? You get like the gift wrapped ones. Mm-hmm. So it looks like yeah. you tried. Planned it out. See? Time. See, like, hey, I know you like Starbucks, girl. I know you like that white chocolate mocha with soy milk, girl. I got you 15 for Starbucks right there and it has your name on it. I wrapped it and put a bow. Not <laughs> always thinking about it. Absolutely. AEW's takeover and Ring of Honor's takeover of the Metroplex continues. Dynamite last night in Arlington. Tomorrow night, final battle at the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland. The next night, collision at the same space. You can go to AEWTix, that's T-I-X.com, if you want to grab tickets. And if they want to see Athena, I was curious, what, what would you tell people if they're like, hey, maybe I've never been to wrestling or I've been to WWE. Why should I come check this out? Why should you come check it out? I'm here. Good Duh, point. Garland good point. native. I'm good point. born and raised. No. Um, in all serious, though, like Ring of Honor brings something to the table that no other company does. We are pure wrestling. From beginning to end, you're going to be jaw drop. We got Vikingo versus Black Taurus, which if you love Lucha, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. These guys do just some of 
the most phenomenal stuff that you think belongs on a trampoline in some kind of way walk away unscathed. Like we have a trios match uh, with Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, Brian Danielson, FTR. You get that right. <laughs> look, look, when you switch the names around, yeah. like dyslexia comes in for me, but I've always known him as Brian, but he's yeah. one of the best in the world. Uh, we're doing a tribute to Jay Briscoe, yep. who we lost. Um, so that'll be absolutely amazing. But you're going to have me. That's the most important. The most popular person part. ever from like, Garland. Most yeah. important, yes, right? You fact. have me, who does a and diving looking. stunner from the top rope, who's willing to take all the risk. And, and now I got to teach this 19 year old kid how life works. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to smack a young kid in the face, that is why you come oh and see God. Ring of Honor, because yes. I will do it for you. <laughs> and it's all legal because she signed the paperwork, yeah. y'all. Yeah. She signed up for it. <laughs> After you kick her, when she's down on the ground, you yell at her, How did that? That taste. <laughs> Mike is clearly on your yes. side. I, I think I need Mike to escort me to yeah, the ring. That would be point. amazing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I'll be the Percy Pringle. Yes, you could. That, yes, you could. Some deep wrestling cuts right here today. <laughs> Love it. Athena, final battle at the Curtis Colwell Center tomorrow. Collision on Saturday, eewtix.com. Thank you very, very much for coming up here in person. No, thanks for having me. This was fun. (laughs) Coming up next, the magic of the Derek Lively triple-double. Plus, I feel like we need to talk about Draymond Green. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.